Are you ready to rock? Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of a location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are doing it. One of those guys is myself, Travis Sherry, co-founder of Location Indie, and I run a little website called Extra Pack of Peanuts. And I am Jason Moore, co-founder of Location Indie, and also I run a little site called Zero to Travel, and we're happy so happy to be here today with you. We've got 30 minutes or less to distill all the knowledge in our brains. Sometimes it's inane ramblings as well. Down into a podcast that makes sense so that you can see what a location independent lifestyle is really about. And usually, guys, we we say that we're going to have an unscripted show. It's a free form show. You know, it's whatever comes to our head, whatever we're dealing with that week or, or that day. But for the next four podcast. We're going to be doing something a tiny bit different. Jay, why don't you explain to everyone what we're going to do over these next four podcasts that we're dubbing the Lifestyle Launch Sessions. Sure. First, uh, you promised that we're going to actually make sense. I just wanted to, I just wanted I to clarify that. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good. Well, well, we will try to make some sense, I guess, out of all this. Location Independent Madness. Now, this is a, uh, a four-part series actually based on some videos we created for our community location indie and if you want to get those when we launch we release them and we just wanted to dive a little deeper on some of these topics i guess drill down on certain parts of it and this four-part series is called lifestyle launch and it's how to start a location independent income stream in one weekend sounds outlandish sounds crazy impossible is it we say no we say, no, it is not. And so during those videos, we give you the skills needed to launch a location-independent lifestyle in or location-independent income stream in just one weekend. And we wanted to record kind of what, what we call a sister podcast to this, where we dive into kind of our life a little more and our real-life examples of some of these things versus the the teaching part, which is what we do in the video. So they're going to live together. It's, it's a symbiotic relationship between the podcast and the video series we created. And so at wow, the end this of, sounds like science class. I know. I don't I don't <laughs> symbiotic is a word that I use quite often that people think, man, he knows what he's talking about. But that's all I remember. It's like the bird that was on the like elephant's back. Yeah. It's whatever. always a bird on some giant animal's back. I'm like, right on bird. That that bird's got some serious balls, right? I mean I guess if it's a guy totally bird, get tr- well, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. You know, before we get into all of this, I mean, we should talk about one of the biggest questions I think around this, which is like, why should anybody even bother getting into like launching a location independent business, launching their own business, generating a new income stream? Like that sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of effort. Why? Like, it doesn't. I mean, it, it does, but why? I don't. Okay. I didn't think we'd ask, answer the why here only because to me it seems so obvious, but I'm not, I'm not saying it should seem obvious. We're living this location independent lifestyle. So I can look at my life beforehand when I had to wake up to an alarm clock and put on a shirt and tie and go in and teach high school, which I, I didn't even really hate, but I didn't love. 
I mean, to me, now I can wake up. I put on like the same flannel shirt every day. I don't have to wake up to an alarm clock. Uh, we can work from anywhere in the world. I, all of those are wise. Well, well no, here's an example. Like I used to work, as you know, all these crazy, wacky traveling jobs. And that was perfect for me at that time in my life because I don't necessarily want to have the responsibility, nor did I necessarily have the desire to pull myself out of the travel experience to go answer emails and to do business-related things. It wasn't until later that I got a little bit geekier on business and thought it would be really fun. And then I started diving into it and really getting excited about it. And then the big idea, I think, that helped... uh, I wouldn't say like that caused me to turn the corner is this idea of how important it is in this day and age to bet on yourself and to be self-reliant and to create something that is yours so you can control your destiny a bit more and not have it dictated to you by others. I kind of look at it as there's two types of people who might be kind of striving for this location independent lifestyle. If you break it down to you know, the, the corest principles. I mean, there's a lot, everyone has different situations, but one is the traveler or someone who is traveling and they, they basically, they know they want to stay on the road because why the heck wouldn't you want to keep traveling, but they, they're not making money doing it. So they have to find a way to make money doing it. Right. And then the other type of person I would see is someone who is working a job that, you know, maybe they like, maybe they don't like it. That's kind of secondary, but it but they're tied to a certain location for the most part, and they've got that sense of I want to get out there and see the world more than I'm able to, more than two weeks a year, three weeks a year, whatever it is. So you have these two groups of people. Do you see it the same way, Jace? Is like you kind of fall in one of those two camps for the most part, but both want the same thing. They want to be out in the world doing stuff, traveling, living, working, and traveling anywhere in the world. But of course, you need a way to do that. Like well, you have there, to make I mean, money as you're doing it. I agree. There are a lot of nuances. For example, you know, if somebody wants to keep traveling and they're on a really strict budget, well, they're like, okay, I don't want to spend a lot of money and I'm running out of money. So how can I figure out how to get free accommodations so I don't have to pay that so they could get into house sitting or they can get into woofing, volunteering where they have like accommodations paid for them. So they don't necessarily have to start a business to extend their travels. But if you want to make it sustainable and long term... I think it is the best answer. And it also depends on what your level of comfort is when you want to travel. You know, some people will like hitchhike and sleep in ditches and that's like a whole different way to travel. Other people want a little more comfort or maybe they want to mix budget travel with a little bit of, you know, treating themselves here and there. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. (laughs) Treat yourself. Treat themselves a little bit. How do you treat yourself, Travis? What's your, what's your secret? Uh, there's one thing that I that I started to do now um, oh, that boy. is that I was getting made fun of last night by my uh, longtime friend Mike. Oh, we got to hear I this. I do not like to shave, and so when I was in Thailand about a year and a half ago, I got a straight razor shave for the very first time. I treated myself. It was fifty baht, which is in essence less than two dollars, and it was the best experience. Like I can understand now why females like going to the spa, not just females, males too, but typically like my wife likes going to the spa and getting manicures and pedicures. And I always kind of like, oh, come on, really? I loved someone actually straight razor shaving me. So like that's my kind of one little, I'm not going to call it a vice, but the one thing that I like treating myself to as opposed to doing myself that I I obviously could do myself if I wanted. Yeah, it's nice. It feels good. And then you know, you have that clean face afterwards. 
I, I like the scruffy track. She used to have like a pretty crazy beard for a while. I was digging that, man. Then, then you lost it. You, you kind of flip-flop. I never lost know what I'm going to get. I shaved it off. I didn't lose it. We don't always do a Skype video <laughs> session like go? this. Where but, did that beard well, go? Yeah it, did, yeah, it was more like a Tom Hanks castaway kind of vibe. Anyway, look good. We're getting off topic, I know. You're probably like, hey, these guys are going to teach me how to launch this thing in a weekend. Shut up about the beard already. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Oh, so so in these four podcasts, we're going to give you an actionable item to do at the end of each one of these podcasts that are going to help you launch your location-dependent income stream at the end. Like this is true. You can do this in one weekend. We have taught people to do this. We have like gone through the process ourselves. So at the end of this podcast, you know, or throughout the podcast, we're going to give you one action item. So don't worry. I do like the idea because the overarching theme, as you brought up, Jason, is betting on yourself. And we talk about that in the video series quite a bit where, you know, I think typically we look to corporations and companies and regular jobs as being stable, right? Like I'm going to you know work my way up through this company, this corporate job, but we, man, this new economy, it's a false this sense of security economy. It's so different because people are coming out like, you know, think of a 15 year old right now, that 15 year old probably has better computer skills than you or I. Right, yeah, that's so, not that hard. Yeah, well, yeah, bad example, right? <laughs> but we know how to log on. We know how to create podcasts. Like we know how to do decent amount. But I guarantee that fifteen, sixteen hours better computer skills. So this idea of like moving up a corporate ladder or, or rungs, it's it's kind of difficult now because there's so many people out there coming out with so new skills and things are changing so quickly that I yeah I agree it's it's a false sense of security. I would much rather bet on myself and say. Hey, I'm going to continue to learn or I'm going to build a team of people who know how to do something or I'm going to build my own product because then I call all the shots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, there are so many things in our daily life that can be defined as a false sense of security. Or for example, like you get in your car, you just feel so like so comfortable, like nothing's going to happen. Meanwhile, you have to trust like the entire human race that they're not going to run into you head on, that they're not going to come colliding, you know, through a red light or whatever. I mean, it's like, yeah, and we, imagine trusting that whole human race in like Italy or India. <laughs> you're driving around there, a little safer in maybe the U.S. It's right? just it is it is a mindset in a way, and I think yeah, when you have a stable job, and it's true because I mean I've I've been there when I got off the road for a while. I worked for a couple of years at a liquor distributor. And it was like one of those jobs where it's like you could have it for a really long time. It was really secure, even in a down economy. People are always boozing, right? So. It was one of those things where like people would work there for years and years. I knew that wasn't going to be me because I was just like, I just knew, but it was a great transitional job. But I could see even then when I left and everything like that, and that was my first consulting gig doing it location independent because that was my requirement uh, to, <laughs> to go and do something else. And I felt like it, it was hard because you're like, oh, this is... I'm not going to have this every week. You know, I'm not going to have this paycheck every week. It's not going to be as predictable. It's more than hard. I think, yeah, yeah, it's it's so scary. It's all of that. So if we're saying like bet on yourself, don't take it as, oh man, all the time, these guys are so confident. Like they can do anything. No way, man. This is the point of the podcast is that we share. Holy crap. It's really scary. It's really hard. There's tons of ups and downs. But if you look at it from a large scale perspective, exactly betting on yourself, it's not easy. And day to day, there's tons of doubts. But overall, would you rather bet on 
someone else to give you a job and and this and that, even if you are in a stable job? Or would you rather bet on yourself to, to be able to create something? And usually that then leads to doing something you love more as well. Not always. It's not a requirement of a location-independent job, obviously, to to do something you love. But typically that that comes forth because you're doing what you want. And traditionally, you'll get into something that, that at least interests you, if not something you love. Yeah, I think there are ways to get comfortable with it, too. Like you said, the big picture view is huge. Like I was on the tip of my tongue when you said that out. So we're sharing a brain. How you frame it up also, I mean, you, could, you can use even... One brain. Yeah. <laughs> Only one brain, though, between you, us. You can use past examples, I think, from your life. I, I always think a good example is if you went to college, say. Like, I went to college, and that was like a socially acceptable thing to do, right? So it was like, oh, yeah, well, they, you graduate high school, and then you go to college, and that's just what you do. Now, let's think about it for a second. Let's say replace the word college with business, right? You're like, I'm going to spend four years working on this business. I'm going to take out loans for, you know, $50,000 or whatever your college loan is. Like, people will be like, that's so risky. That's crazy. Why would you do that? Yet, because college is like socially accepted and it seems like it's just what you're supposed to do or whatever. I'm not saying don't go to college or do. I don't, I don't know. I'm just using a story to illustrate that it's all about your mindset and how you frame it up. So if you frame it up, we're like, okay, I'm looking at like a three, four year investment because it's going to take me time to learn some things. I'm going to start figuring some things out. Obviously, if you start now, like this weekend, you're going to be taking your first step towards a larger goal. And we're not saying by the end of the weekend, uh, you are going to have uh, you know this cr- this passive income business, and right. yeah, you can fly to Thailand. It's going to be like all good. I mean, there are so many other parts of location dependence where, like, say you did fly to Thailand. Well, like obviously, you're now cutting your bills by eighty percent, so you just put eighty percent more money in your pocket or whatever the percentage is. I mean, that there- that should be a podcast episode later. Yeah, We're going to have to do that. Is is about going to places that allow you to build a business in a way that's really easy because they're much cheaper. Yeah. So there are all these things. And I know if you're listening, like everybody has different situations. Like some people have kids, some people like everybody who has a situation, like there's somebody else out there who has done it with that situation. So it can't be done. So we're just saying, you know, we believe in betting on ourselves because of the way the economy is and the stability that in the long term it can provide. And also there's just a great feeling of like, I guess having some skin in the game and it's a little bit of a rush and like, you know, you get paid for the value you put in. More exciting, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's always exciting in a good way. Sometimes it's exciting in that holy holy crap way. But yeah, you're, you're not sleepwalking through life. And anyone who's listening to this, I is ready for that type of lifestyle. I truly believe it because you're not going to find this podcast. You're not going to enjoy what Jason and I talk about if you are someone who's like, yeah, I'm content with totally sleepwalking through life. No, you're someone who's dreaming about going to Thailand or Australia or Bali or, or Buenos Aires or whatever. Or you're, or you're someone who's dreaming about like just taking control of uh, of your life in some way, whether that's through travel, whether that's through starting a business or whether that's like we do both. I would also say like, yeah, I think one of the things that I felt when I was working was I think there might be a large subset of people if you're listening to this and they're in a job, you know, you, like I liked the job with the distributor that I mentioned before. It was fun. I just knew in my head that I wasn't going to do it forever. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be somewhere that I was going to be there for 10 years or even five years or even three years, <laughs> you know? So it was like, all right, if, you know, if I don't want this, like I already know I don't want this like two years down the road. 
what can I do now to, to start something new? And it doesn't mean you hate where you're at now. It just means maybe it's like not the long-term answer for you. That That's a huge fallacy that people fall into is they don't hate their job and they think, oh, well, I, you know, the only people who go fun and, with it while you're there. location-independent lifestyle, yeah, are people who hate their job. My, mine's decent. Listen, both Jason and I have said, like, we came from jobs that we genuinely enjoyed I've for the most part. Of Me fun teaching, jobs. Yeah. And you sending booze all around Boulder, Colorado, right? <laughs> so we both enjoyed it. But yeah, there was no way I was going to be there for 30 years. And I knew that. So yeah, get that. If that's in your head, you know, you don't have to hate your job. I think kind of leading into the the, the meat and potatoes. Uh, is it time episode, for the meat and potatoes? Um, which you'll <laughs> see if you watch our video is an ongoing joke um, in the video series. Or at least, or a one-off joke. I guess it's not ongoing. But, <laughs> no, it should be. Um, now it is with us. I guess now it's ongoing. We're gonna get in the meat I love and potatoes. Those, I love those podcast. old-timey like sayings. Right? Let's get into the meat and potatoes. You know, it's like you want to like you want to take your fist and like mm, just with your shoulder and just kind of swing it. Like yeah, you know, you know that those old-timey sayings. I dig them. Yeah. Well, I, one that I really liked that my grandfather used to say to me, which I didn't understand when I was younger. He said, "You say I was in the cups," and I'm like, uh, "What does that mean?" It, <laughs> means he was drinking, um, <laughs> yeah. which, yeah, I didn't get as a kid. I'm like, what do you mean you're in the cups? Oh, that's a good one. And I turned 16. I'm like, oh, I get it. So in the cups is a good one. I in don't know if that's cups. widely used or not, but I think we're going to record all these podcasts back to back to back to back. So I might be in the cups by number three. I don't know. We'll see. It's nighttime <laughs> here in Norway. It is nighttime. So so getting into this. All right. You, you're betting on yourself, right? So people are ready to bet on themselves, or at least they're, they understand the concept. They're like, yeah, okay, guys, I'm ready to bet on myself. That sounds kind of cool. Or I, you know, launching location-independent business or income stream in one weekend, all right, we, I, we don't really believe it can happen, but we're ready to at least give it a try. So the big hang-up then, Jay, usually becomes, and this was the main part of video one, and this will be the main part of podcast one, that symbiotic relationship, is, is the skill, is distilling something down to a skill because we come across two types of people for the most part with this. It's the people who think that they have uh, well, skills and ideas. I'm sorry. I should back that up. Yeah, I don't know why I was getting the skills before the ideas. Anyway. Same, same yeah, concept. Same concept, right. It's like, what, what am I going to create that I can get paid for, whether it's your skill or your idea? Right. And so the people usually either fall in one camp of, I don't have any ideas, which we hear quite often. So if you're one of them, that's totally fine. You know, I don't have any ideas. I don't know where to, I, I don't know where to start. I'm not like, what could I even do? And then the other flip side of that coin is I have way too many ideas. Which one do I pick? So what do you typically like, which side do you fall into Jay? Well, for a long time, I, I I mean, I definitely fall into the, I have so many ideas, I don't know which one to pick. Or I have so much fun coming up with the ideas, but I don't necessarily want to actually take action on them. That was me for a long time. Okay, so you were one who had too many ideas. I definitely am someone who has too many ideas now, and it's hard to pick one. But I think for a little while, in, in the beginning of my life, I, I had ideas, but I thought I fell into the camp of not having an idea. Like I did have ideas, but none of them seemed good enough. So then I was like, well, how do I even start an idea? And it wasn't until I read the four hour work week, which, you know, typically a lot of people have read until I started seeing stuff. It was kind of like a mental shift, like a, like an on and off switch where instead of then seeing stuff and just seeing it on like a surface level, I started seeing everything as an opportunity. Like all of a sudden for, here's a great example. I love cooking on a salt block. Do you have, do you know what a salt block is? 
I mean, a block I, of I, salt. Yeah, I mean, but have, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you're really smart. I'm glad you have half a brain. Well, too, you man. share a brain. <laughs> so they, they sell these salt blocks that you can cook on. You put them in the oven, and and you cook like chicken or meat or anything on them, and it just like infuses it with salt. So I love cooking on that. It's a really easy way to cook. It tastes good, right? Well, typically, like back in the day, I never, I would have just thought, okay, cool, it's fun to cook on a salt block. The moment, the first time I cooked on a salt block, this was before. After I read the Four Hour Work Week, I thought, "Is there anyone who sells salt blocks online? And if not, why am I not selling these online?" Like it just was a it was a trigger, man. And yeah. now, when you start looking at things as business ideas, they start popping up all over the place. Right. So, I mean, I think that reading some books or or, or listening to podcasts or reading websites of people who have ideas that will help flip your mindset. For me, it was the Four Hour Work Week. Was that kind of like? Well, 180, like, wow. And it didn't, I didn't know it was happening. I just started seeing all the ideas. What are some of like the craziest ideas you've had over your time, uh, over your life where, I mean, you haven't acted on, maybe you have, and they haven't worked out or they have worked out? So many, man. I mean, I'm trying to think of the most ridiculous one because those are the most fun. I don't know. I have so many folders and random files with just ideas. I actually, I actually probably rattle pull them off. rattle them off. Yeah, ideas. I, I while I'm th- trying to think of one, I will uh, compartmentalize my brain and um, share an idea that I thought was pretty clever from James Altucher, who always said uh, he comes up with ten ideas a day and like forces himself to come up with ten ideas a day. And it's like working out that idea part of your brain, the idea muscle. And even if they're ridiculous or insane, like I want to, I want to have a big. Uh, you know, spaceship that that flies a, a a net through the air and catches all the you know whatever it is like. What, uh, no, what does it catch, dude? You, you stop I, I don't know. Maybe it catches all the bad ozone stuff or something. <laughs> I don't okay. know, man. Um, there you go, number one, folks. Gosh, let's see. I I just made that one up. I know I had so many stupid ideas. Well, can I tell you my first? While you're thinking that, I'll tell you my first idea that I can remember, and I don't know why. Why? But I was a kid and I I very clearly remember I was out weeding my mom's flower bed, which was huge, and I hated it. It was the worst job ever. And yeah, I was getting paid nothing, I'm sure. She was scamming me child labor. <laughs> um and I just remember being on the hillside and thinking there's got to be an easier way to make money. And uh, I wanted to make a calendar with all the kids. Now, this is probably elementary school, maybe middle school, but a calendar of all the kids in my middle school holding their pets. <laughs> like, and like each month, you know, it'd be like a different kid holding their pet and then sell it to all the parents. I'm like, what parent wouldn't buy that calendar? <laughs> you should have done that one, man. That one sounds like a winner. Well, later in this series, we're going to talk about how you would present that idea, but we'll, we'll maybe we'll use that as our example. I think I had some kind of idea with picking up dog poop, but you know, vaporize. No, I'm kidding. That that's from a movie. It's <laughs> now, I don't know. Either way. It is hard to pick an idea sometimes, and if you can't think of one, we should give a couple kind of quick tips. We talk about these in the videos, uh, but you know, if you can't think of an idea, just really quickly, I think that one of the best things to do is just you know come up with a list of the skills that you currently have or that people basically want to chat with you about. They're always asking you questions for, and you could just do some Google searches. Because the thing about the internet right now is like almost no matter whatever you come up with, 
there's somebody doing it successfully somewhere on the internet. It, it seems like to me. Um, but if you go there to are pla- people selling salt blocks, yeah. I mean, if you go to a place like you know Amazon or places that people buy these types of things, this wouldn't necessarily fall into a skill, maybe more of an idea, but a skill uh, research r- related to the skill that you're looking into. I suppose there are different ways to vet it out, I guess, and see if it's something that people are doing. Well, basically, you have a, if you don't have ideas, yeah, uh, think of, as you mentioned, yeah, I think that's perfect. What are people asking you about? Or, or, you know, because here's the reason a lot of people don't have ideas is they don't think they have a skill. So we hear that a lot, right? I don't have any skills that people would pay me for. We always hear that. And truth be told, that that's probably 99% untrue, like untrue for 99% of people because you do have a skill that people would pay you for. You know, I, in the videos, I tell my story of I was selling vacuums door to door, right? I, I didn't have any, I was a teacher by trade. Like what skill did I have? You know, I wasn't even a math teacher. It wasn't even like I was a teacher with a skill like I could teach math. I was just teaching like high school history. I was reading the book ahead of the students and then teaching what I learned the night before. So I'm sitting there thinking I have no skill, but you probably all do have some sort of skill. But what are people asking you about all the time? What are they coming to you for help for? And then like kind of dovetail that with what are you interested in? Because typically, you know, you'll have a skill in something you're interested in because you have to spend some time learning it. So uh, that happened with me when I started learning about frequent fire miles, Jay. I you know, I, that was a skill that I never had. I, I didn't have any frequent fire miles, but I started learning about them because I was interested in free travel. And then all of a sudden, people started coming to me and saying like, oh, can you help me book this ticket? How do, What credit card do I get? This and that. And it was like, boom, I had a skill. But it wasn't, it wasn't this typical skill of like, I can come and like fix a car. You know, like that's when I think of skills, I think of that type of stuff. Oh, I'm I could build a house or I could fix a car, you know, like manly man skills. I just knew about this weird thing called frequent fire miles, like this niche thing. But anytime you know about something, you can teach it. So whenever we talk about location independent business, that's another thing. People come to us, right, Jay? And they're like, okay, um, you know, I can't start a location independent business because I only do this. Well, just take the word online and put it in front of what you do, right? Like, oh, I'm just a teacher. No, you know how you can become location independent? You're an online teacher. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you only really need to know more than the person you're teaching, right? So if you... And, and even if you don't think you have a skill still... Um, there are sites like Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com, where you can see other classes, I guess, that video classes that are that somebody's teaching different skills, or you can acquire a skill over weekend, probably. Like if you're like, hey, I'm going to learn how to do video editing, you probably find an online class to teach you video editing, then you can offer video editing. So even still, if you don't think you have any skills, you can take an online class and get a skill, invest like a tiny bit of money. I mean, some of those courses sell for like 15 bucks sometimes. And acquire one specific skill, like creating video bumpers or, you know, becoming a video editor, and then you have a skill to market to people. I think one of the important things that we forgot to mention just about this whole do it in a weekend thing is that we truly think the fastest way to get your first or like a new location independent income stream, we should say, is uh, by offering a service. And that's by offering a skill that you have, you know, to, to write like an ebook and launch it and sell a bunch of copies in a weekend is going to be very difficult to do, for example. But that should be a long term strategy. And we're going to talk about that kind of uh, in, in the fourth podcast of this, like how to keep it sustainable. But yeah, don't create a big product right away because you don't know if people even want it. 
Yeah, I mean, and you don't even necessarily need a website to offer skill. I mean, when, when we could talk about who who you're going to put it out to and stuff like that later on in the series and how you can actually sell it. But the point being, you have a service like right now or a skill that you can teach or help somebody with. You basically only need one client. And if you've never offered that before and you find one person that you can that can give you money to help you use your skill to help them with something, then you have a new location independent income stream. Because even if it's a $50 invoice, it's just it's not like the amount right now. It's the empowering idea that you have something right now that is part of what it takes to become location independent or earn income from anywhere. And if you start thinking in that through that filter, you will start generating income from a location-free environment. Yeah, so let's let's distill this down because uh, you have the timer, so I don't know how much time we have. Oh, yeah, we're about a minute and 20 seconds. All right, so let's distill this down real quickly. We, we talked about finding, or we talked about betting on yourself. Okay, cool. Uh, we're going to teach you how to launch a location-independent business in one weekend, which we've already started. And the first thing you have to do is come up with an idea, and then what skill can you provide off that idea? So what your actionable item is for this podcast is to pick your number one skill. And Jay, you told them one of the things you can do is just start writing down all the things that people ask you about or that you think you know a decent amount about. And it doesn't have to be like just brainstorm for each of these actionable items that we're going to give you. It comes down to letting your brain go. Like you said, James Altucher said, just write down 10 ideas. That's what we want you to do with your number one skill and how to pick it. Just start writing down what are the questions that people always ask me about. So Jay, if I came to you, I said, what what are things that people always ask you about? Right off the top of your head, what are some things? Go, like a brainstorm. Yeah, like tra- uh, how to travel, how to travel cheap, how to get cheap plane tickets, um, how to podcast, You know, how to get ranked in podcasting, um, how to how to do business development, how to get more clients. Uh, yeah, right. that, exactly. It doesn't, and, it, and they could be, some of those are not with each other, right? Like they just start listing them down guys. And that'll be picking your number one skill. That's what we want you to do by the end of here, by the end of this podcast. I think we're out of time. Yeah, we are out of time. I mean, we could riff on that forever. And um, like you said, the key takeaways, betting on yourself, starting a service and launching a, a skill or, or, you know, Basically using a skill and getting one client is all it takes to do it in a weekend. Good stuff, man. I, I wanted to I never came up with a wacky idea, but I'll have to get back to you on that Teaser one. Teaser for podcast up. number yeah. two. So this is podcast number one of our series Lifestyle Launch. It is the sister podcast to the video series that we do over at Location Indie. Professionally shot, professionally edited. Yeah, we went big time with this video series. It's some good stuff. Some really in-depth teaching in the video series that we couldn't get into here because we actually take you to the computer and show you exactly how to do do some of this stuff. So you're going to want to check that out. You can head over to locationindie.com. So we give that away as a free video training for people you know, when they when they join our email newsletter list or when we are kind of around our um, location indie launches and when we open the doors to that. So you want to hop on the email newsletter list to get that and to find out when it's coming out next. It was really fun, right? To do it as a video series. Yeah, it's been great. And we put a lot of time into it and we hope you enjoy it. I should give a shout out to, uh, there's a couple of people doing some cool things in Location Indie. And our buddy John, who we met up with at your place when I was in Philly, he's uh, launching his first book on Amazon. So i um, wishing him the best of luck. 
just happy that we can support them. We're going to dish them some reviews, I'm sure, and uh, try to pump it up there for them. That's what we do. That's what we do. Anyone who launches a book inside a location in our goal is to get them onto the Amazon bestseller list. So far, so good. Yeah, check it out. LocationIndie.com. If you're not already on the email newsletter list, hop on there. And if you're a member and you're listening to this, we love you. Great people inside of Location Indie. Jay, awesome job with our first podcast of the Lifestyle Launch Sessions. Look forward to the next one, man. Don't Don't get in the cups in the meantime. I won't. Peace. See ya.